Hi, welcome to Living the Liminal Show. I am Christy Peck, an intuitive life coach, a spiritual guide, and an author and writer. I have changed those titles so many times I have lost count. Titles and losing ourselves in those titles is limiting. There is more to what you see outside of you. And there is much more to what's on the inside of you. You are infinite wisdom and you have an inner intelligence that is simply genius. This show is about vulnerability to share our stories and the courage it requires to live in the present moment with mystical insight and wisdom. This life we are living will always bring us uncharted and unknown moments. You as infinite wisdom will sustain these lived experiences with fierce love and radical authenticity. Living consciously can be daunting in a world filled with so many distractions. This show is nourishment for the soul as we boldly and courageously live the liminal every day. Living the liminal has magical energy that can help us rise from the messy and conditioned aspects to security in our worth, safety in our compassion, and wildly capturing our truth. This is how we arrive at an uncensored peace, a true joy, and a sense of freedom to our own belonging. I am so glad you are here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Living the Liminal this week. I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot, we share a lot, we tell stories, we just kind of just talk about and be anything so that we kind of just inspire and motivate and celebrate life as it is. Um, that's really what living the liminal is, being just in your life and being a part of your life and welcoming experiences and people and opportunities and, and, and growing and learning more and more about yourself every single day. And I have a treat for those of you who've been with me for a while. Um, this particular season, I decided to have a guest host to just kind of, you know, add a little spice to life. You know, why not? That's my big thing. Why not? And so um, this week, we're welcoming back Pam Muller. Pam, welcome Yay. back again. Pam and I are doing a three-part series. So if this is your first time listening and you haven't heard our first part, um, go back and make sure you listen to the first part. We're just continuing our conversation. Pam and I love sitting around, drinking wine, drinking coffee, talking. Um, I met Pam way back in episode 32 when she came on the Living the Liminal show and um, talked to us all about her experience as a dream expert, her um, the book she wrote about dreams, helping people to uh, understand their dreams a little bit more, and her work as a spiritual director. And um, we just sort of hit it off. And we, we, we got done with that like interview. We were like, I kind of feel like we're like best friends here. It just <laughs> felt like we have had this interconnection forever. We are both big, okay, big energy, big love, big everything. I mean, we can draw it out to the biggest, we even are big storytellers. So it, we just like had these, these, these uh, connection, this connection, this vibrational connection that we were like, whoa, okay, something's here. And did you, I never asked you, did you feel that way too when we were done? Or is oh, that just yes. me? I, I think I reached out to you after the show and I was like, we should talk more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Just set up a chat and have another conversation because it was instantaneous for me. It was like, oh. And, you know, you talk about, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to let you go back to what you're saying, but you talk about big energy and that's what it was for me. It's like, oh, she can handle me. <laughs> yes. And most people like shy away from me because they're like, where I go. Like the other day I went to go get my hair done at a place I've gotten my hair done forever. Okay. And I walk in and the partner, right. So the part, they, they share a little place she, but not the person doing my hair, but the other person came in and she hands me a crystal and she says, I'm just getting a feeling like you need to settle it down. And I looked at her and I'm like, I don't need that crystal. I'm good. Like, 
maybe you need to hold that crystal. Okay, this, okay, seriously, if you're listening, this is that other side to me I talk about, okay? This is that other side that's like, uh, no, I, I'm good here. Like, there's nothing wrong with the fact that I have big loving energy and it just kind of, you know, floods a room. Like, if I want to contain it and pull it back, oh, I know how to do that. You don't need to be worried about my energy. You need to be worried about your own. Okay, so that could be a whole other soapbox for, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I want to go down because then I might show this side of me that I really do keep quiet because when it starts to get going, oh, sweetie, I mean, you just better sit back and pull the blankets over your head because I'll take you down. I can like, already feel where this part two is headed. I'm already jotting down things. So, so continue because I have thoughts. Okay. So, so the fact that Pam and I just instantly feel this connection, okay? And those of you who listen to the show for a while, you know, I talk a lot about my little coming out of the closet per se as a, as a spiritual mystic, I guess is the best word. That's, that's the word that keeps coming to me, the spiritual mystic. Okay. So I allowed my mysticism to come alive. Yes, I can do mediumship work. Yes, I can channel. Yes, I can connect with angels. Yes, I can do all that stuff. I came out, I talk a little bit more about it. So, you know, I get these, these feelings. I get this sense. I get visits from spirits and loved ones and, and sometimes people I don't even know. So one day I'm just in that little meditative quiet space and I get what I call the download. You'll hear people talk about getting a download where it's just this knowing that comes in. And I get this download that's like, ask Pam if she wants to do something. And I'm like, oh, okay. And my journey lately is to listen now. I'm listening, I'm trusting, I'm believing these knowings that come in and I'm not betraying them anymore. I'm not bypassing, I'm not pretending that I'm some freak and can't, can't subscribe or believe this stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll reach out to Pam and just ask her, hey, you want to do something? And so I did. And you, I don't even think you took a breath. To be honest, that text came back so fast. There's no way you could have taken a breath. Like, like it came back, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's how it happened. Like I'm talking people, when you see, when that flow happens like that, you are on, you are on. When the flow happens that quickly, where it just kind of easily connects, you know, moments to moments to moments, you are in the flow something is on, stay in that energy. Mm -hmm. So that started you and I doing what Pam wanted to do, which, hey, let's just meet more often. So we just sort of set up Zoom sessions and we started meeting every week and talking and learning and sharing. And what has come out of this is Pam and I are holding a retreat. So if you're listening right now, in our world, it's January, 2022. And our retreat is September of 2022. So we're in the year. We're so excited. Yeah. We've been working on it for about a year and a half because we didn't really know why we were being brought together. So we had this beautiful initial, um, I'm going to say it's almost like an awakening we had together where it's like, we just kind of let stuff come and go. And we talked and we got to know and, and, and it sort of morphed into what we are presenting to the world in September, which we're so excited about. And so I thought it might be kind of fun because throughout this, this journey together, okay, kind of like a boat ride, um, where we're presenting something and we're creating something that we're going to offer the world, okay? A group of women, men, whoever wants to come, it's a beautiful thing and we'll tell you more about it toward the end. Um, we have been on our own journeys. So we are on this, our separate journeys. It's as if we're both in little life rafts being anchored to this really main boat. And then every once in a while we get in the main boat together and we create, and it's this wonderful stuff that comes out and it even like is raw and it, it, it amazes us. It's so funny. We giggle and laugh because it amazes us. And then, and then we go, okay, we'll, we'll see you next time. And we yeah. get back in our own little life rafts and journey on down the river. Yeah. Right. Yes. So yes. And what's coming? Because I okay, can always so tell when something's coming because Pam starts like bouncing 
You know, like when something gets heated up like oil in a pan and it starts bouncing, you know, Pam is like, she's getting that download because it's all coming in the tingles. So yeah. what's yeah. You, you share? Yeah, I was going to do a different backdrop than just the blur, but every time I would try a different background, I, my hands move so much. And I was like, nope, that's not going to work. It just keeps breaking up. So I had to do the blur background because I move around so much. When I was teaching, by the way, I used to have like, I would like pick up kids' fidgets and just carry them around while I was teaching. Oh, yeah. I right. always have a pen in hand. Yeah, my uh -huh. hands do the, do the energy work for me. So this, this boat analogy, I, I, you know, I love it so much because it it pulls in the spiritual component for me, the you know life raft and steering your ship. And there's a funny story with my husband where <laughs> I I have been a people pleaser my whole life, you know. And I, as a sensitive, I learn to survive by hiding in people's energy bubble, like wherever the mm. safest extrovert was going, I would be like, I'm going to do that too. We're going to do this together. And I would like hide out. So um, I would do that with my husband. I would hide out in his bubble because he has these very thick emotional boundaries. He does not get thrown off course by anything around him. Yeah. And so yeah. um, he's, he's a very safe person for me to be with because I'm like an emotional firecracker. And he's just like, Meh. he just snuffs it out. He's like, it's okay. We'll just come back to ground. It's fine. But anyway, we were on vacation and I was in his bubble. We were doing all of his things that he wanted to do. And I was getting exhausted and wanted, secretly, I didn't know that I wanted to do my thing because I hadn't owned any of my things. Mm. But um, he just stopped at one point, sort of in the middle of all this, I was losing my mind. I didn't know it. I thought we were having a good time, but really I was projecting that he was having a good time which was all that mattered in the moment he just turned around to me and he goes hey what if you're the captain of your own fun ship oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what and he was like everybody gets a fun ship and you're the captain of your own fun ship <laughs> okay I'm sorry but when you when you said that I could sort of just feel that whole look that he was giving Hey, dude, how about you just captain your own fun stuff and you leave me having my own kind of fun in my own kind of way and you don't need to be part of my fun or working right. on my fun right. or frustrating right. my own fun. Oh my God, yeah. I love yeah. that. Honey, there's a ship for you and you get to be captain <laughs> of it. And where do you want to drive that one? It's not mine. You know, like he was just <coughs> putting me on my own boat. <laughs> But it, it's sort of like when they say stay in your own lane, right? Because yeah. so often, like, we just want to get in other, it's kind of like the, in last episode, when we talked about, we're going to use social media just because it's a tangible conversation to be had and people get that. But it's sort of like when you see other people's, oh, wait a minute, let me tell you, Christmas pictures, because we're just coming off the holiday. Okay. I don't know how people do that. How do people get the most beautiful Christmas pictures, okay, where everyone's dressed nice and they have a beautiful background. I have been trying to get that kind of picture for, for like the 23 or four years I've had, I've been a mom, right? But the last four years, I have no Christmas picture of my kids together or anything. And, and I, I think it's because we're just having some fun. I don't know, but I just don't know how people do that. But that's a big trigger for me because all those cards come in and their cards are beautiful and they're, and I think we are like schmucks in this family. I can't get pictures. I can't pe get people. I mean, it's been like centuries before I could get people to dress right and dress where they looked alike. I mean, I did it when my twins were babies and nobody talked to me and they just put on what I gave them. But <laughs> So I love that you say that because that's the whole, you have your own fun ship. Yeah. Your own fun ship yeah. to yeah. sail away in. It was so permissive in that moment. It, it, and now it's something we say a lot in our family to each other of like, be the captain of your own fun ship. What do you get to do today? <laughs> like, woo, it's your stuff, you know? But it was so permissive. I didn't even know I needed it. And it was like, oh, I can be an island unto myself, right? I don't have to operate inside everybody else's wake where they're going. So, and I also want to go back to the life raft 
to you and me yeah. being in our own little life raft. Mm-hmm. What happened to me in, in my spiritual crisis, which I talked about in the previous episode of, you know, like I lost my understanding of what does, um, what is my faith system? What is, what do I believe, right? Yeah. Because of, you know, infertility and whatever, like all of a sudden prayers didn't mean anything. I'm like, well, who do I think I'm talking to? Like, uh-huh. who do I think? I know who I've been told I'm talking to. Who do I think I'm talking to? And I was like, I have no idea. Maybe yeah. nobody. Like, it was this existential crisis. But the way I envision it is that the boat that I had been given fell apart from underneath. It just started coming apart at the seams. Yes. And what was keeping me grounded or afloat? What was keeping me moving? The structure of beliefs suddenly sort of dissolved beneath mm-hmm. me one piece at a time would just float away right mm-hmm. until I was hanging on to whatever was left yeah and as I delved into dream work which for me was my way back to mm-hmm. a, a faith system a belief in myself and a trust in a, in a higher power or mm-hmm. the universal love or whatever I built that from organic pieces that came to me. So what I ended up building was this very secure, Mm -hmm. waterproof floating structure of beliefs that I intimately know from the ground up, from the cellular level. Does that make sense? So for me, it's not necessarily a life raft. It is a ship or a, I don't even know, I'm picturing a canoe, right? That came organically to me of pieces that made sense to me. So what's coming to me is this concept called reclaimed sources. So when you were talking about your boat and that pieces of your boat, your initial boat, okay? had been falling apart. Mm -hmm. The image that was coming and surfacing for me was this old rinkety, um, you know, outdated, I'm gonna say canoe or fishing boat of some sort, okay? And it was, there was wood made of wood and the wood was just decrepit and it was, it was, you know, decaying and it was just kind of getting so old it had been used for it had been used for so long that it was starting to just come undone right and this is what happens when we go through these existential crisis or or dark night of the soul or we awaken spiritually or when we awaken in a soulful way when we awaken our soul to really understand who we are we go through where parts of our old system have to fall away. They have to go by the wayside. They have to fall into the river and just float on down. They are no longer a part of you because they don't serve you. They don't serve the world. They don't serve the community that you are a part of. And what's coming to me in your story about how you had to then have an intimate relationship with the choices you were making on what reclaiming do I need to do of the sources that are now around me. So whether it was a beautiful crystal that you decided, yes, this is going with me into the new house or the new boat, or whether it was a process for prayer and maybe prayer turns more to conversations with the divine in a way that are intimate where I don't have to ask and beg but I just have to request and claim and see these own parts of myself this is now a new source so what's coming is that concept of reclaimed sources Mm. that's so great that's so great it's confusing do that consciously where yeah. we talked last episode about this unconscious mind when we can when we can reclaim these parts of ourselves these aspects that we've 
been hidden in the shadow. And now we're reclaiming them into the conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. They now become sources of sustainable love by way of peace, joy, freedom. They're sustaining yeah. us. They will yeah. sustain you. The boat is now made of a material that will not decay or become decrepit or fall apart or float on by. It literally is made from a foundation that will take you yeah. farther. God, there's so much in that image. What a beautiful, oh, reclaimed sources. Because that's really what remembering is. We didn't, like, even when you kind of said, I lost these parts of myself, yeah. I almost wanted to interrupt in a way and say, did you really lose them? Or did you just forget about mm -hmm. those aspects? Mm -hmm. And maybe forgetting is losing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, they're still there, but you can choose. You can choose to let go. You can choose to not play that role. And when you let go of something and choose not to play a role, mm -hmm. then you're left with, oh, what remains? If I'm not that, there's this empty space yeah. that I want to put there. And sometimes when you hold long enough, looking at the emptiness, something arises and maybe that's your remembering. Something you would let go of that was organically you rises back in. Oh my God, you're just making me want to cry because seriously, what? Okay, you got to say that again. Say, can you remember that you just said that? <laughs> I can <laughs> Phrase it. I'm terrible at remembering, which is funny because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> because it's not okay. So it's a letting go of a role. Yes. Right? You let go of something that doesn't belong to you. This role that I'm playing, and I consciously choose to let go of it, and it creates a hole. Yes. And if you can wait with that hole long enough, then something can arise to fill the hole, something can be remembered some part of you can return. Okay. Did that do it? So this morning I had this vulnerable moment and this is why I had you repeat it because I think I'm seeing what's happening here. Mm -hmm. So if you've been following for a while, everyone knows my story, right? Two years ago, I made the big decision to walk away from a toxic family system and it was, just wasn't serving me anymore. That's a whole other story. So in this process of remembering, that's what I call healing. That's what I call, um, you know, getting grounded, building a new foundation, building a new boat, right? Reclaiming the sources of me mm -hmm. in this process, I will have now moments of pure bliss where I'm like, wow, this is really amazing that I now get to create in these big open spaces that you're talking about. I get to create whatever I want. I get to choose whatever I want to build a day or build a holiday or have a family moment or, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm more present with those people in my life and those experiences with my life and with the unknown. Okay, the unknown used to flip the you know what out of me. Now the unknown is like, huh, okay, I may not really love it, but okay, this is really cool. So I wake up this morning and my husband says, you're kind of off. And I said, yeah, I am. Cause he now can recognize that I have these little moments that come in because not, you know, your, your memory is everything that happens to you can also get so deeply in your cellular memory. And, and sometimes that's also unconscious and you have to, you have to work the body to get it to come out. So I said, yes, I've had a couple days and I'm not really sure what's going on, but I'm going back down that rabbit hole again. I can feel it. And he was like, okay. So I started to talk about how something had happened the last couple days. And I just, the mirror image of, it was reminding me of 
my past conditioning and past lived experiences where I put forth so much effort and so much love into a moment and experience and into a relationship and, and so much wisdom and nothing comes. And my beliefs, which are very much conditioned because they are not how I believe. See, I can recognize the contrast. And that's part of the journey. The witnessing that these are not really my beliefs. These are just the conditioned beliefs that, that segue in. And while I don't want them there, I just have to honor where they are right now. And they'll eventually go by the wayside, but for right now they come in for a good reason. And sometimes it takes me a couple of days to figure out the reason. And usually it's because I have to let something go. I have to kind of get out of my own way. But the beliefs that keeps coming in is nobody listens to me. I've been expressing myself my whole life and nobody listens to me. Nobody's listening to me now. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody wants what I have to offer. Nobody wants to understand these parts of me. Nobody gets it. And, and he was just looking at me because in the same sentence, I'm also saying, but I recognize those are not mine. Those are just conditions. But boy, that narrative comes in and it's like, and it takes me into the rabbit hole. And when you said like the letting go of to create the space, it makes me think when we're on these journeys, right, of expansion and, and, and abundantly getting to know ourselves and this truth of who we really are so that we can reclaim the sources of our own being, maybe there are these openings that are more like wells. And the water's going to come up and the water's going to go down and the water's going to come up and the water's going to come down. And maybe I need to get used to when the well is full, it's not a sinking feeling or a drowning feeling, but it's an energetic, see, I'm going to start to cry here because I don't even know what I'm saying. It's all just coming to me. It's an, it's an upgraded energetic feeling of this is freedom, this is abundance, this is prosperity, this is confidence, this is um, authentic belonging, this is love in the biggest way possible. This is not your drowning, this is not your sinking. Wow. I, that is oh, so profound. I see the hole in the ship and I see the bouncing up and down of the waves and I see the water rising and sinking through that hole. And I hear you saying, oh, I'm not drowning. This emptiness can exist mm -hmm. and won't break me. Yes. I can float. I am floating of my own organic material. This boat will float, the space I have. That's the mm -hmm. leap of faith. That's the like, oh, this is practicing trusting in the unknown. Yeah. And, and trusting that you are so connected to a higher power of knowing that if I don't understand the unknown, the consciousness does. The higher consciousness does. I'm gonna go off the rails here. We're, we're gonna go just off the rails. Let's go way. Let's keep going. We're just gonna keep going. We're gonna turn up that. We're gonna do the speedboat way out into the ocean now. <laughs> because you know what? You know what happens. This is about containment. This is yeah. about being able to trust the container you've built for yourself for your own emergence and growth, right? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I'm going back to you know I had. I've delved into lately reading a more diverse history of the United States. Yeah. Which has been eye-opening and actually it has, it has happened simultaneously with my own delving into like ancestry.com and my own family history. So I've, I've yeah. been doing those two things side by side. And when I first discovered DreamWork, my reaction was, how come we don't all do this? why don't people know about this unconscious space and the way that our unconscious is always working on our behalf and carrying us through towards evolution? And mm -hmm. we should all delve into the unconscious. 
that's that's yeah. where we all need to be, right? Yeah. But our puritanical society. So now we're way out in the ocean. That's taking us off the track. Our puritanical society that um, it built a lot of fear around diving into the unconscious because the unconscious can be unsafe. Hmm. Or is it, it just feels unsafe? I think it can be unsafe okay. if there's not a container around it that will hold what comes up. Okay. Oh. So if I just freely, if I had lost all my beliefs before I organically built up stuff that made sense and worked for me and I trusted implicitly, if I just swam in the ocean, it's dangerous. The waves can overtake me. I can go scuba diving down and run out of air, mm -hmm. right? I can get lost and adrift for years and never return, right? There is a total threat <laughs> in going into the unconscious if you don't have a solid container that will mm -hmm. hold while you do that exploration, right? So the reason you and I went, oh my God, we have to tell everybody about this. Like we have to, let's let's escort people on their own inner pilgrimage, right? Yeah. Street, blah, blah, blah. Is because we both have the containment. We have the lived experience. We have the, um, the intimacy with our own connection to the divine. Mm -hmm. an understanding and a safety net of what keeps us grounded all of those things are in place and it makes us like you can't rock my boat <laughs> you really can't. yeah like nothing I, nothing scares me anymore like nightmares yes. let's go let's go all of that is safe for me to go in and yeah. explore because i built this this safe organically me boat and i love it and, yeah. and I can build it. If something happens, I, I know how to build it because I've done it before now, right? You just go build it again. You yeah, just, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I kind of went, I'm not sure where, I, I think I was headed somewhere and I don't know that we got there, but but the pure, well, but that history and that idea of the unconscious being a scary place comes from somewhere. There is some validation to it. And the only thing that needs to be in place to counteract that is, you know, where, where are you grounded? What are you grounded in? Yeah, which I think, again, is almost like another journey in and of itself is where do what you base your life on, your beliefs, your thoughts, your outer experiences, the house you build, okay, what are you basing that on? Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And when you said, why are more people not getting this? what came to me was why are more people not wanting to know? Oh yeah. Why do we not have a deep desire for curiosity? Meaning ask yourself, why do I believe this way? Why do I think this way? Why am I really wanting this for my child when my child is definitely showing me they don't want any part of this? <laughs> Why do I yeah. want this for yeah. my husband and I yeah. in our relationship if my husband is definitely showing me signs of resistance and that this is not something he wants to go do? Why, why aren't we asking ourselves more questions, being in the curious state of mind, which is part of our being, to find out what all those lived experiences have in common because they didn't just arbitrarily happen. Mm -hmm. There is a thread that links them and, and from one to the other. They are, they are expanding and growing one on top of the others, kind of like a Lego system. They are just colorful and you're adding to them. Yeah. And um, there was this quote the other day that I saw um, by this lady, Angela Davis. It, it just is making me think about it right now. Um, and it talks about um, 
walls turned sideways become bridges. And so it seems like our entire life from the moment we're born till we have this awakened moment or this aha, right? Or more knowledge comes in that we are creating walls to protect, to bypass, to numb, to distract. And that it takes the awakening or an experience that shifts us so that the wall becomes a bridge not the bridge to the outer landscapes, but a bridge to the inner landscape, a bridge to the inner pilgrimage to understand what does your container look like? Do you even have one? Does it need to be reclaimed? Does it need to be built from new sources for sustainability? Mm -hmm. Because from here on, your life is yours, not belonging to someone else. You belong to yourself. And if you don't belong to yourself, that's where you need to figure it out. Yeah. Ah, that's so profound. I, I, when I'm seeing the walls, there's that, like, again, and we talked about this in the last episode, like the judgment of, like, mm-hmm. it's not good or bad. Walls, mm-hmm. walls are not good or bad bridges are not good or bad right they just it's all just neutral and it's this process our life and living the liminal to me is a process of containment and then allowing something to arise like expanding our awareness expanding our lived experience expanding our knowledge and needing to turn a wall into a bridge and then recontain it build a bigger Mm. room and then we fill that room with experience, knowledge, the divine presence, awareness, liminal. And then we need to build a bigger room. Yes. It's like those mosaics that you make a mosaic by breaking apart something. Mm-hmm. And then you take the broken pieces and you put it back together. And it's not that you're broken. It's that you're lived experiences and your understanding of them and the meaning you attach to them and the story you created around them, those things need to be broken. You're not broken. It's all the walls that you built around it, right? The walls of the stories, the thinking, the beliefs, the understanding, the, the whatever, those need to be broken down and repurposed, right? That's what the word reclaim means, repurposed for renewable sources. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> mirrors as reflections. I mean, I'm going to just tell you, I have a love-hate relationship with mirrors. Well, tell me about that. <laughs> okay. Well, sometimes mirrors, you look into a mirror and you think, "Huh, I kind of like the way I look today, or I look really good, or wow, this outfit looks good on me, or okay. And sometimes you look in mirrors and you're like, you've got to be kidding me. And sometimes I don't think it's my own perception as the mirror is a little distorted. So mirrors kind of sometimes to me, like they have a funkiness about them. They're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting thing. I, when I was teaching early on, when I, when the first couple of years of teaching, I had no con. Again, this is back to me being quite messy. I had no concept of professionalism and professional attire, and you know, mm-hmm. we were brought up. Um, <laughs> we were brought up on priorities of like people's stories and feelings matter people's love yeah. matter everything else is like who cares so I was like that with clothes I was like nah, fine I'll just put some clothes in the teacher well the school that I was in and the environment that I was in was a very professional environment and so I would put these outfits on in the morning feeling great and mm-hmm. I would look at myself in the mirror and I would go like okay teacher Pam here we go I'm ready to teach I'm teacher role right And then by the end of the day, I would look at the reflection and I would go like, what a mess. Why did you choose those pants? 
you see how wrinkly your shirt is? And the ref and it's what you're saying, like, I hadn't changed. Nothing about my attire had changed. My perception of how I was playing that role had changed. Yes, because so, the, the roles we play, mm -hmm. they feed into the way you believe. Mm -hmm. So like we talk about archetype is this simple set of behaviors, right? That the that are created around, this is what this means. This is who you are. This is the identity, right? So mother has one good, we talked last episode about good girls. Um, father has one, teacher has one, leadership has one. I mean, they all have archetypes to them, <clears throat> a good friend. And by way of those behaviors and those actions, then we orchestrate an identity and we give meaning to this is what this means. And then we, we, we don't stay in that neutral space. We, we add to judgments. So quantitatively, this is good, this is bad, this is not so good, this is not good enough, this is not, you, you need to become better, you need to work harder, you need to, to make that, I guess, a bigger image of yourself and identity, that's what this big image is. And, and, and those things kind of keep us from our own authenticity and, and connected to what truly matters, right? Those outer layers don't matter. The external experiences don't really matter other than are you learning what you need to learn and then let's move on. And I remember too having in this moment where I was going to someone's baby shower early on and I like you, like, I was not really taught about how to dress right, or even like how to dress for my body, how to dress by. So I picked outfits that I thought, oh, this is kind of like a cute little dress, or this is like, you know, I, I feel pretty good in this, and this is popular to wear. This is yeah. the style right now. So I'm gonna choose things that are the style right now. So again, I'm fitting myself into an identity may not even have looked good on me. Well, I remember at this baby shower, a person looked at me and said, oh my gosh, congratulations, you're pregnant. And I was like, now I was wearing a dress at the time that was so in where they were high-waisted, very, very form-fitted on top, but high-waisted. And then they were like a, like a, um, kind of like a pilgrim, not a pilgrim, what am I trying to say? Like, it's just free flowing from there. Beautiful dress, beautiful print, vibrant colors. I had some clunky little sandals on with it and all my jewelry back then, because back then, you know, you weren't wearing masks and I was all into my necklaces and my earrings and my, my rings and my bracelets and all my yes. stuff. Okay. And when she said that to me, I immediately went towards not this is a dumb dress for my body then or maybe i should i went to oh my god i look so fat that's why she thinks i'm pregnant it is the dumbest thing for me to think back on because we that judgment where where does that judgment come from to create narratives around you're not good enough because your pants and your shirt don't match what someone else is wearing yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. And I know I still have that a little bit because it, it, it comes every once in a while to me. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I don't think when we work through our stuff and we do our own inner work, that stuff doesn't go away. We just understand the relationship we have with it better, right? Yeah. We can, we can step outside of it without being owned by it. And yet it still has something to offer us, right? Like we are still participating in a society. We have yeah. to participate in a society. We can't just live off well. Some people choose to just live off the grid because they don't want to participate in this nonsense of judgment, right? That we're right. in. But when you work through your stuff and you strengthen your own inner voice, that stuff doesn't affect you, right? But if you don't, before you have worked through your stuff, I know I'm going way deep, people project perceptions onto you and mm -hmm. come up. We pick up those projections yeah. and then they become our own ideas. 
about ourselves. So there's a strengthening internally that will eventually allow you to not pick up that projection. It's still out there and you can react how you want to it because you have a sense of, oh, that's their perception and not mine. I have a different opinion. I have a different point of view. But in the beginning, we are human beings in a messy world, living a messy life with messy thinking, right? It's chaotic, the whole thing is chaotic. And then the roles are presented to us as there is a character. There's mm -hmm. a character of mother. There's a character of good friend. There's a character of what is considered good girl and good boy, right? There's a character of X, Y, Z, teacher. And we're presented these characters and then we get to try them on. I want to play that role. Yeah. I am in the role of friend at a baby shower. <laughs> I am in the role of girls gathering in society. Yeah. People gathering together at a coffee shop, whatever the role is. Mm -hmm. Step into that role. And generally, we forget ourselves. And we believe ourselves to be that person. We take on the identity of the role yes. versus sitting in that state of being who we are. We take on the identity of the role instead. Yes. And then people are free to project that role onto us because we're saying, look, we are that role, right? We have mm -hmm. the spotlight on ourselves and we are playing the character of teacher, first year teacher, whatever the character is. And then we absorb those projections, good and bad. Yeah. We absorb those protections. And it takes us, me, it took me a long time to learn that I don't have to. Oh, absorbing that stuff is an option and I've been choosing it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't absorb it, there's a hole. What comes up to fill its place? Who am I if I'm not what they're saying I am? Oh my gosh, who am I if I am not what they're saying I am? There's power and weight behind that. Yeah. Because to fully understand you have choice. That whether you're consciously or unconsciously, you're choosing. You're choosing to believe. You're choosing to judge it too. You're choosing to reproject it onto somebody else or just to keep projecting it back onto yourself over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there, you know, there's a whole living the liminal. <clears throat> mm. Is I think about honoring that projection process, mm -hmm. understanding that that's what's going on here. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We're all projecting our stuff onto each other and absorbing it from each other. And, and that's fine. That's how we operate, how we survive probably. And, and operate as a community, as a oneness, keep each other safe, right? It's also how we take each other down. Well, I think it's also how we thrive because you can't grow what you don't know you need to even work, right? So if I, if I plant a garden, okay, and one, I don't remember what I planted. Then I have to just sit and kind of wait by wayside for things to kind of start popping up. That's those projections that come in. And if then I become aware and go, oh, okay, the tomato plants need da-da-da-da-da. And the pepper plants, they need something a little different. Now those watermelon plants, they need something completely different. So then I can start to give each of those projections, a different amount of myself, my awareness, my understanding, and then make choices on, am I going to give that some energy or not? Am I going to give that some energy? Does that need to be have some deeper understanding for myself mm. and for like, it's, it's like, it's like taking, tending to the garden in your life and taking a look at what's happening outside of you as this external conflict, because it's really the realization that, and it goes back to what we talked about in episode one about the dishes, that the dishes for you were then a symbolic representation of this external conflict that you thought you had, 
which really was not the external conflict. It was a mirrored reflection of the internal conflict that you had on your level, your son had on his level, and most certainly probably your husband had on his level. And then there was this collective conflict of the archetype that a mother and a mother of one and a entrepreneurial person who's of leadership status should be able to keep house contained in this way. Yeah. So there's all these different layers for tending to your garden. And it's really about awake, awakening the awareness you're noticing, strengthening your noticing around an external conflict will always show you what internally is the conflict that needs to be unknotted, unraveled, untangled, and worked with in some way. Yes, and you know why external always equals internal? Because projections. Yes. Because what we perceive is what <clears throat> we're projecting into the mirror and it's being reflected back to us. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna start seriously flipping off the mirror. Mm. When the nar narrative comes in, that's not what I want to create. And, and I think that's the important thing. When a narrative comes in or a story, or an experience comes in that is not what you want your created life to be. So imagine that your life every moment is a white piece of paper and you get to make it what you want. You get to decide the colors, you get to decide the design, you get to decide whatever it looks like. Fat lines, skinny lines, shaded lines, whatever. If what's happening outside of you if the look in the mirror, if the narrative in your mind, the ego story is not what you want to create on that paper, flip it off. Say, no, not today. Not today, not going there. You may not know where you're going. You may not know what narrative needs to come in. You may not have the words for the story, but at least say no to that. Because in saying no to that, the flip side is you're saying yes to something so much more authentic and aligned to who you really are. Yeah. Oh my God, that kind of sounded good. I mean, I don't know where sometimes this stuff comes from. It's hilarious. It's scaffolding because that's how, that's why you and I just have to continue to talk all the time because I think we scaffold together something really um, pointed, something really focused and mm -hmm. accurate for the two of us anyway the two of us right in our lives something that aligns yeah so if you're listening pam and i have this beautiful retreat coming in september of 2022 it's gorgeous if you want to um check it out we'll put some um, um you can go to christypeck.com that's where we have the landing page and only because that's where my assistant <laughs> knew how to put the landing page because she had access to my website like there's no reasoning behind that other yeah. than that's where we knew how to put the landing page. Yeah. Um, otherwise it would have been on Pam's site. Like that was, we, that we was just, just the top layer of the scaffolding. We just knew, we just did what we knew to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go on christypeck.com and you'll find all the information to our retreat. And Pam and I have so many more stories to tell, but I'm again feeling like, wow, this has been, I am loving talking with you. This is I'm learning, like I'm going to have to go back and I don't really often listen to my stuff because like when it comes through, it just comes through. And then I'm like, I offer it up, you know, to the world and then I move on, but I might have to come back and re-listen to these. You know what I just heard though, just for a second, I just heard you say earlier in the, in the um, talk that nobody listens to me. That was oh nobody listens don't to, listen to me. And then you're like, I don't even listen. See, do you see what I mean? Okay, this is the beautiful part of, of doing your inner work in your own little lifeboat is that when you can bear witness to these parts of you, you don't even know. You know what? And, and here's what's so funny. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. I even walk around like I am this brilliant thing claiming, okay, see, this is why I have to reclaim. Claiming, I don't even read what I write. It comes through and I, <laughs> okay, 
do you see the power of how your thoughts and your beliefs create your external world, your outer landscape? I am having such a duh aha moment. Like I'm about ready to kick myself in my own ass and be like, what the effing have you been doing? I love that the aha is also paired with duh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to Every last. time I hear like I had an aha moment, it's also a duh moment. That is because for awesome. me it wasn't an aha. It was literally like a duh. Like, are, are you kidding me? You <laughs> talk about this stuff, and you've been walking around like you can't figure this out because it's a duh moment. Like, what have you been doing? Well, you know what I've been doing? Sleeping. I've been sleeping in the slumber because when you're not aware, you're asleep. When you're not awake, you're asleep. It's just like the same as learning and loving. You're When you're not awake, you are asleep. So I have been asleep to the understanding that, damn, this is my own creation. I am going to get a new freaking piece of white paper and I am going to create something totally different. I'm telling you, I'm feeling so empowered right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then I had to say the duh because I had to bring laughter because laughter to me shifts the energy of it. Because otherwise, I might have just punched myself in the head or something. Because uh, like, duh, wh- how did you not know what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. this is what, okay, so also, this is why it helps to be in community with your inner work. You do your inner reflection. You do your inner work. Work on those little parts or strings of the rat's nest, one string at a time. And then you tell the story of it in community with somebody who is safe and can reflect back to you. Yes. And then it's like, duh, how come I didn't see that? Well, you didn't see it because it's your stuff. That's why. Do you remember when bad? There's no judgment about it. It's just I have the I'm in a different boat and I'm going, hey, your boat's listing a little. (laughs) Yes. I can see it from the outside because I'm in my own boat. We're not in your boat together. Do you remember when you and I were in Sedona standing in the kitchen and we were talking? And drinking some wine too, but we were talking and I just looked at you and made a comment and you were like, I've never thought about that. Uh And I was like, and it was just a question about like, are you sure? And again, this is the beautiful part of Pam and I, okay. And, and this is why I'm obsessed with her and, and doing this because this happens a lot for you and me. We just sort of like do this stuff. And, and I'm a big believer in and I love how you say be in community with someone that feels safe enough to do this inner work with. You know, I'm also about journaling and, and using my card decks to elicit information and meditating and walking and all these great things I read and I'm highly intuitive and reflective, like over-reflective sometimes. And yet sometimes I can't get to, I can't access something that is so knotted up and so deeply embedded in my own cellular makeup because I have forgotten it. When you forget, you don't, you can't retrieve what you forget. You have to have somebody else that one can mirror for you that divine wisdom, that inner connection and and pull it out of you in safe ways, right? So, So I'm a big believer in being in community with someone that you can do that with, whether that is someone like you, Pam, who's a spiritual director or a dream expert, or someone like myself, who's an intuitive life coach or a spiritual mentor who can help people along their path. I believe in doing the work yourself, but I believe that it it happens not necessarily quicker, but in a richer, more vibrant, safer way when you are working with someone who and in community in that relationship that you can, that allows you to do it in a safe way and allows you to expand in that way that integrates it immediately. Mm-hmm. Because and, let me tell you. It you where you are. Yes. It's able to meet you where you are and see where you are and hold still. While you are where you are, I'm gonna just hold still. I'm not doing my stuff. I'm not doing your stuff. I'm just watching. Yeah. That's, that's holy witnessing and holy listening, right? That's spiritual direction piece. But also this, I kind of want to touch on why I'm so excited to co-lead this retreat with you is because you and I are not in competition. We are in concert Mm. with each other. 
Yes. And we both have reached this place in our journeys and in our lives where we have rebuilt or reclaimed our fun ship, our safe ship, our lifeboat from the ground up. Mm -hmm. We have both crafted our ship. Mm -hmm. We're doing the hard work of that mm -hmm. crafting and are not affected by other people struggling to build their ship. We yeah. can just point stuff out. That's all. So mm -hmm. the question is, once, once I, became, I came to this place of development where I was like, oh, I know some things. Huh. Oh, I've learned some things along the way. Huh. Okay. Oh, dreams. I understand those in, innately and intimately. Huh. Okay. That could be. The question then becomes, can I lead? Can mm. I lead? Not what can I teach people or how can I change people? It's can I lead while people walk their own journey? Mm -hmm. Can I Sherpa <laughs> midwife yeah. that experience with them? And you and I are unaffected. So we are asking people to just come to the dock. <laughs> mm -hmm. Come to the dock. We're going to come in in our ships, right? And that's it. We'll see what happens from there. Yeah. I totally agree with you in every way. Like it's a, it's a really gorgeous, beautiful place to be in your own witnessing. And then the expanded witnessing that you're just holding someone where they are and you're just watching. And when you need to, you'll hold their hand. And when you don't, they'll do it on their own. And if they need something more, you have that to offer and you know, it'll come. It'll come by way of, there's such a divine strength in a connection that's bigger than us. So we trust that to just come in. It comes in when it needs to. Mm -hmm. And we just observe. We're not here to, to hurry you along the path. We're not here to, you know, make it something more than it is. We're just, here we go. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. And are you willing? <laughs> and now let's show you how to do it. And, and big energy. We throw big energy into, into our relationships together. We throw mm -hmm. big energy into this friendship. Yeah. It's really fun. Totally. Yeah. And by that, I think we're ready for a pause. So this has been another amazing episode with you. I've loved this conversation. I mean, equal to better. I don't even know because the first one was good and this one's gooder. I just wanted gooder. to say that word because it's not a word, <laughs> but I wanted to be like good and better. And I was like, better felt like, I don't know. So I just decided to say gooder because I make up words all the time and they work for me. And it, it's like, whatever. I have my own dictionary. I'll share it at some point in my life, but this has just been beautiful and gorgeous and I have loved it. And I hope our listeners have loved it. So again, thank you, Pam, for co-hosting today. Again, it's, it's so fun. And I, and I've learned so much and by all means, I'm changing my freaking narrative. This is like amazing that I just figured this out. Yeah. What yeah, a gift. That's a big, yeah. I it's felt a big it. win. Yeah. A big celebration and win. And my gosh, listeners, thank you so much for listening this week. Remember who you are, brave your confidence, courageously choose you, be the change, embrace your growth, expand your awareness. You are a beautiful soul. I love you. Peace out, my friends. First of all, thank you so much for being here with us in this moment and today. If you enjoyed the show, leave a comment and a rating. We would really appreciate it or email me at christy at christypeck.com. We love to hear your insights and your wisdom. If you have any questions about today's show, we provide for you the show notes. You can always email me at christy at christypeck.com or this really other cool feature on Anchor if you're listening on Anchor app. You can leave a voice comment or question. Our intention has always been to provide a sacred space for inspiration 
story sharing, inner wisdom, divine intelligence, and celebration. We want to alchemize the movement for love and authenticity, and we believe the world will rise to meet the calling. In addition to this show, there are additional ways to get the help and support you may be looking for to live in peace, joy, and freedom. Please check out my website, www.christypeck.com for the many ways to work with me. I am always available by Christy at christypeck.com. Email me and I will help you get the resources that you need. Remember who you are, live the liminal, fiercely love you and your life and choose peace, joy, and freedom every day.